Welcome to Bridge City Church. We are here to lead people in a deeper relationship with Jesus and to grow the church locally, nationally and internationally. We pray you are blessed by this message. Well, if you're with us here for the first time today, it's good to have you here and uh, you are so welcome. Um, This morning I'd like to speak to you from out of the book of Isaiah And I want to read from Isaiah chapter 26, verses 3 to 4. And my message today is entitled, God's Perfect Peace. Isaiah 3 to 4. You will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on you, because he trusts in you. Trust in the Lord forever, for in Yah, the Lord, is everlasting strength. Heavenly Father, we thank you today that we can be together here in your house, one of the many houses of worship throughout Murray Bridge and beyond. We thank you, Lord, for every person that's here in this place today. We thank you for those that are listening to the message online. And Father, I pray that as I bring this message today, you will make my tongue as the pen of a skillful writer. That each one of us would, Lord, leave this place knowing you more, loving you more, having one more incredible brick to lay in the foundation of faith in our lives that you want to instill in our lives today, Lord God. Lord, as I bring this word, Lord, I want only you to be seen. Lord, I lift Jesus in our midst this morning. Thank you for your perfect peace. In Jesus' mighty name, I give you all the praise and all the glory. And everyone said, Amen. Life's busy. Who would agree with that? Life has challenges too. Would you agree with that as well? You know, we've come out of this incredible malaise of the last three years of COVID and uh, all that's gone with that. But, you know, in the time that has been, I've really sensed that there's been a, a drawing away and a settling into a new patterns of things. And this year is more regular than it has been for quite some time. And yet the new normal is not the normal that we are used to. Over these years, there's been lots of time just to sit and think through things that are going on in our lives and think through think through the things that are going well, the things that um, maybe not so well. Think of our great victories and triumphs and think of the trials and sometimes the tragedies and sometimes the things that um, we're working through on a day-to-day basis. You know, we think about the highs that have paid off Um, great results and this is in a perfect world right when you put all your effort into something and it's had this amazing result that wonderful sense of having hit the goal um, that you're aiming for and achieved the very thing that you're after you've got a sense of fulfillment that comes with that and that's taking the time just to settle in and really think about those things maybe this year you got your dream job maybe you got a promotion Maybe you got academic results that were amazing. Maybe fill in the blanks to whatever may apply to your life. Maybe you're in great health and everything that you've put effort into has paid off and, and uh, get this one. Everybody loves you. Your family's going great. Your relationships are all so fulfilling and, you know, they're so perfect 
And you can rest in that moment of glory when you have those moments and thank God for it as well as giving yourself a pat on the back. But then there's the reality. (laughs) That sometimes our realities are far from the ideal that we would like to see in our lives, far from perfection. And when we're going through stuff, you might ask yourself, where is God in that? Where's he been in the midst of my trial? Where has he been as I've suffered and agonised through the trials that have been? And that's when you come back to the fact that unless your foundation of your life is in the the word of God and in a a relationship with Jesus Christ our Saviour, the earthquakes that come in the natural and the things that shake our lives up, the cyclones and traumas, when we've got our trust in God, our roots down deep into God, those things that happen, we can be unshakable. We can be rock solid in him. You know, we're trying our hardest to make things right and perfect, but no matter what we do, sometimes your best is just not good enough. Sometimes we set standards for ourselves that are way above what the standards are that God would set for you. And we might put in 100% effort and do everything to achieve the goal, but it's just not enough. Is this sounding incredibly negative? (laughs) I'm building, I'm building here. That sense of failure that comes when you just can't do it. Whatever you do, it's not working. It's just not happening. And no matter what, that result just doesn't meet the expectation that you have. So what do you do when your best is not enough? What do you do when your most courageous and valiant efforts still don't get you what you want or what you need or even what you deserve? What do you do when you can't make it better? When there are situations in your life where people come to you and they're in grief or they're in loss or they're in... Uh, such a sense of conflict and you can't make it better? What do you do if you're mum and dad or if you are grandma and grandpa or just a friend and you can't kiss it and make it better, just like we used to when kids were little or what our mum and dad might have done for us? You know, you can't just kiss it and make it all better. Mm. What about when it won't go away? What do we do with our faith when we come to that place where no matter what we do, it's just not working. What happens when no matter what you do, you're you're let down, you're disappointed, discouraged, someone hurts you, you feel rejected, you feel misunderstood. You can be left alone and grieving and hurting and floundering without an anchor, like your world has been shaken to the very core of your being. What happens? We can become discouraged. We can become sad, disillusioned. Sometimes we become cynical. Sometimes we see life through lenses that are very clouded and not the clarity that God wants us to see things with. We can live our lives in a place without hope, without peace, and sometimes without God. You see, we can turn away from God, we can turn away from his house, we can turn away from his people and isolate ourselves. We can build walls around ourselves and maybe say something like, I'm never going to trust again. 
that's one time too many. I'm not going back for more of that. You shut yourself away. You build a wall around yourself. And you say to yourself, I'm not going to do this anymore because if I withdraw, nothing can hurt me again. Faith that is untested and untried is a very easy thing to maintain. You see, it's easy to be content and to be joyful when everything's going well. It's easy to praise God. It's easy to be an encourager and an encouragement to others around you that you love and that you're having fun and when everything's going so great. But sometimes the reality is not so. We're challenged and tried and sometimes we're stretched right to the very end of ourselves. So what are we going to do? What are we going to do when everything that we've tried hasn't worked? And there's an old saying, when the going gets tough, the tough get. That's it, you know it. (laughs) The scripture I want to dive into today really looks and gives us some of the answers which will take us a long way into understanding the peace that God promises. And this is something that um, I've I've really lived with um, in recent years. And I can tell you, it's true and it works. You will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. Trust in the Lord forever, for in Yah the Lord is everlasting strength. So let's have a dig into this word of God this morning. Perfect peace, is it attainable? Yes. The Hebrew for peace is the word shalom, and you probably all know it. And the understanding of what peace is, it's peace is not the absence of a trial, and peace is not the absence of issues that are happening in your life. Peace is not removing yourself to a desert island so that nothing can touch you because you've still got your mind with you. And that's, your mind is, is overcome by issues if we are not looking at Jesus. Your, your mind can be so focused on the problem, not on the one who is able to fix the problem. Peace is resting safe and well and content in God's love and promises despite your circumstances. You see, God is the author of peace. Psalm 147 verse 14 says, He makes peace in your borders and fills you with the finest wheat. 1 Corinthians 14.33, for God is not the author of confusion, but of peace. And God's peace will result in heavenly wisdom. James 3.17, the wisdom that is from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, willing to yield, full of mercy and good fruits without without partiality and without hypocrisy. Living in peace is necessary to enjoy life. God's peace is sustainable in each of our lives. We can have moments of conflict and moments of trial, but we have that peace that surpasses all understanding, that guards our heart and guards our mind through Christ Jesus our Lord. And when we put our trust in God and keep our eyes on God, he takes us through those trials, those conflicts and the things that are happening in our life. And he says, keep your eyes on me, keep looking to me. He gives peace to those who obey him and please him. 
So when we walk in obedience to God, he, his promise is that he gives us peace. 1 Samuel 15.22, obedience is better than sacrifice. And John 14.15, if you love me, you will obey me. Jesus Christ is the Lord of peace and the Prince of Peace. 2 Thessalonians 3.16, he is the Lord of peace and he gives peace. Isaiah 6, and it's been spoken this morning already, that he is the Prince of Peace. And our peace is found in the finished work of the cross of Jesus. It was done at Calvary for us. Isaiah 53.5 says he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him. And by his stripes we are healed. Ephesians 2.14.15 He... That's Jesus himself is our peace, who has made both one and has broken down the middle wall of separation, having abolished in his flesh the enmity, that is the law of commandments containing ordinances, so as to create in himself one man, one new man from the two, thus making peace. Jesus has done it all for us. Jesus has paid the price for us. His perfect peace is available for us. 1 Corinthians 1.20, and by him, that's Jesus, to reconcile all things to himself by him, whether things on earth or things in heaven, having made peace through the blood of his cross. See, without Christ, there is no sustainable peace his peace will take us through trials. His presence will take us through trials. John 14, 27, peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled. Neither let it be afraid. Jesus promises us his peace. Not like the world promises. You see, the peace that God gives us can set us free from fear. And when we live in that peace of God through faith in Christ Jesus, his son, fear can be a thing of the past because we're in his perfect love. 1 John 4, 8 says, perfect love casts out all fear. And it also goes on to say that fear involves torment. And for anyone who struggles with fear or depression or anxiety, that's torment. You will know what that's like. It's torment. But when you come into that perfect place with Jesus, when you come into that place, whether it's in worship on a Sunday morning or driving to work, having the word going or music going in your car, when you come into that place of perfect peace in God, all fear goes, all doubt goes, all anxiety goes. And that's that place where we can, can absolutely rest in that perfect peace of God. And it's, it's that time when you're in prayer or when you're really pressing into God and sometimes when I'm really pressing into God, I feel myself rocking. I feel myself rocking. And it's almost, it's almost it reminds me at times of, of a mother rocking her, her child and comforting. 
And it's, it's that sense of peace and comfort in the presence of God when we really press into God that makes all doubt, all fear, all anxiety go in the name of Jesus. Because what we're doing is focusing on the one who is bigger, the one who has made us, the one who has created us, the one who has knit us together in our mother's womb, the one who has a, a plan for us, the one who spoke the word and the universe was created, the one who had the breath of life, Life, and darkness was over the water and God spoke the word and it separated and it became the earth and it became the heavens and the skies. And when you think about how incredible our God is that he made you and he made me come into that place of perfect peace in him, recognising that his hand is on your life, that his plan is for you, his will is for you. And he doesn't want us to live in a place of anxiety or fear or mistrust or doubt. He wants us to live in that place of perfect peace despite what our circumstances look like. Despite what is happening in your world. Mm. He promises in John 16.33 that the peace in him is despite what's happening in your world. These things I have spoken to you that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. And those words are in red and that's Jesus speaking to us. The key is to fix your eyes on Jesus and keep fixing them because he's the author and the perfecter, the finisher of our faith. Hebrews 12.2 Fear will undermine your faith and it will rob your peace. And fear comes in so many forms. We can have fear of the future, fear of the present, fear of sickness, disease, fear of lack, fear of our past catching up with us maybe. Fear of your own ability to deal with what life is dealing you. Fear, and it goes on and it goes on. But what does the word say? Psalm 56, 11. In God I have put my trust. I will not be afraid. What can man do to me? Isaiah 43, 1-3, But now, thus says the Lord who created you, O Jacob, and he who formed you, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by your name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you, and through the rivers, they shall not overflow you. When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned, nor shall the flame scorch you, for I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Saviour. And this morning as I was driving up here, I was listening to Isaiah and the Word, and Isaiah 30 came on. And verse 20 just popped out at me. Though the Lord gives you the bread of adversity. And it goes on and it says in verse 21. Your ears shall hear a word behind you saying, this is the way. Walk ye in it. And it caught my attention so much. Because when the Lord brings adversity, he's allowing you to go through a refining fire. 
and you'll hear his voice behind you. And no matter what you're walking through, you can come to a place of absolute desperation. And when you know that God is working something incredible in you, you can't always see it at the time you're going through it. But you'll hear that voice behind you saying, this is the way, walk ye in it. Because God has allowed a trial to come into your life so that at the end of days when we go to stand before God, we'll know what he has done through that set of circumstances. You see, I can remember when I lost my husband two and a half years ago. Lord, what are you doing? (laughs) We always said we would never ask why when Vic got diagnosed with a brain tumour. We said, Lord... We will never ask why. But we will say, what are you going to do through it? What are you going to do through this trial of adversity that God had allowed? And then the scripture comes. You'll hear his voice behind you saying, this is the way. Walk ye in it. Don't be afraid of the fire that looks like it's going to overcome you. Don't be afraid of the floodwaters that we've just experienced here that feel like they're going to overcome you, that are going to drown you. Don't fear because I am the Lord your God, he says. I will walk through with you. He says he promises never to leave us, never to forsake us. Isaiah 12 too, behold, God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid for Yah, the Lord, is my strength and song. He also has become my salvation. Hebrews 13, 6, so we may boldly say, the Lord is my helper. I will not fear. What can man do to me? So good. When your eyes are fixed on Jesus, he will keep in perfect peace him whose eyes are fixed on him, for he trusts in him. For in Yah, the Lord is everlasting strength. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. You see, God walks with you through it all, no matter what you're walking through. And there may be times where you feel like you just have to stop, and that's okay. But don't stop forever. Stay at that place of seated sitting. (laughs) Just sit. And let God breathe on you. And let God revive you. And let God heal your heart that might be breaking. And let God minister his word to you. He's the God who heals us. He forgives all our sins, heals all our diseases. His plans are amazing. So if you're at a place today where you're feeling like, I don't know how I'm going to get through this. This is it's like a mountain that's been placed in front of you. Keep going, keep going. You may be seated at the foot of that mountain seeing it as a huge obstacle, but your God is greater. Your God is above it all. Your God is your helper. He is your shield. He is the one who gives you the path to walk upon. Don't be overcome by what your mountain looks like. Don't be afraid of what the obstacles are or what is coming against you. Stay right in the will of God. Walk in that obedience to him and he'll make straight your paths. That's another Isaiah scripture. Next week I'm going to preach out of Isaiah again. (laughs) It's amazing. Next week I'm at North. You will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you. 
What does stayed mean? It's the Hebrew word sawmak, S-A-W-M-A-K. It means to lean upon, take hold of, and lie hard with, stand fast, stay, and sustain. You will keep in perfect peace whose mind is leaning upon, holding fast to, laying down hard on, staying and sustaining on God. How? How do we do that? You might say, well, that's all right for you. But what do I do? It's a choice. It's a choice. And some days it's a choice we make daily. Some days it's an hour by hour choice. We fix our mind on God. We choose to. I will, an act of will, a choice, not be afraid. What can man do to me? I will not be dictated to by fear and anxiety. I will fix my eyes on Jesus. I will trust God. I will trust his word. I will boldly go forward in his will for my life. Because we know that stuff will come against us, but we know that God has given us the incredible power of prayer, his word to direct us and lead us and guide us and correct us and rebuke us. He's given us his Holy Spirit for the power we need to walk in the victory that he has for us. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. It's the battle that's in your mind, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. It means trusting him always, under all events, under all circumstances. It's choosing to trust God. It's choosing to go to the word. It's choosing to find your solution in God. It's choosing to wait when God says wait, not to run ahead of him, not to lag behind him. It's choosing to walk in the path that he has for your life. Trusting him under all of those things, clinging with him sometimes, just hanging on for dear life sometimes. And that's okay. Just keep hanging on because the time will come where you can move forward again. God's promise through it all is that he will keep us in a perpetual state of peace. So we see what's happening around us. We're outward looking. You've got to be in the world and understand the world you're in. Reflecting inwards, checking the state of your heart. What is God speaking to me about? What's happening and how is it affecting me? Search my heart, O oh God. Create in me a clean heart, renew a right spirit within me, Psalm 51. And then we must be upward seeking, lifting it to him in prayer, depending on and trusting him. You see, prayer is the key. Often it's the very last thing we do when we get into a struggle. 
Who's ever discovered that in the morning you decide to set yourself a new devotion program and you're going to pray for an hour, you're going to read the word for an hour, then you're going to prayer walk and, and the first day that you start to do it, everything comes against you. Everything will get in the way of you beginning a new program, a new pattern, a new level of devotion to God. But it's prayer which is the key. Philippians 4, 6, be anxious for nothing. But in everything by prayer and supplication, present your request to God. And the peace that passes all understanding will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. So we trust in him. And trust in God is being confident and secure and bold and confident in putting our hope in the one who has made us. Trust in him forever at all times. Trust in him. For the peace that only God can give. See, whatever we're trusting in in the world, it's not sustainable. It might work for a while, but unless we're building on the foundation that is the Word of God and our relationship with Him, it's not it's not going to last. Those who trust in the Lord are like Mount Zion; they cannot be shaken. Regret and guilt are the greatest thieves, not only of your past, but of your present and of your future. If only I had. If only they had. Why did that happen to me? Why did I do that? It's a thief. It robs you of your peace. You've got to leave it to God. Sometimes the things we desire the most are not what God wants for us. But the choices that we make are the ones that God ties into his plan for your life when you are submitted to him. And God makes a way where there is no way. So if we're saying, well, we did our best and it didn't work, what do we do? We leave it to God. What about if you say, I didn't do my best and it didn't work? Ask God's forgiveness. Forgive yourself. Forgive others. And leave it to God. <laughs> you give it to God. All of that disappointment, the hurt, the pain, the discouragement, the fear. And when you leave it with God then the result is in his hands and all the consequences are in his, in his hands. You see, we, we may need to work through the result of some of the choices that we've made in the past. We live out consequences, but the guilt is gone, the shame is gone, the fear is gone, the wrong choices are behind us and we can look to the future with hope and absolute peace in God knowing that the steps of a righteous man or woman are ordered by him. In the light of eternity, God makes all things beautiful in its time, when we trust him, when we walk with him. Trust God. Apply the word. Believe for a better today. Leave the past behind. And the last bit of this incredible scripture. For in Yah, the Lord is everlasting strength.
everlasting strength. We may be weak, but he's strong. We may be limited, but he's unlimited. We are imperfect, but he is a perfect God. And he sent his perfect son to die in our place so that we would not have to pay the price for the sin that we might have lived in, are living in, the sin we might commit, will commit, because we're not perfect. But you go to God. He's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. He's a wonderful God. Everlasting strength. 2 Corinthians 12, 9, But he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore I will boast all the more gladly about my weakness, so that Christ's power may rest on me. I know that I can trust my God. All the days of my life and all the days of your life, God doesn't have any favourites. I'm no more special than you are special. You're all incredibly, wonderfully made. God has a plan for each and every life. But I can tell you, standing here today, that if God wasn't in my life, I would not be alive. If God wasn't in my life, I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing. If I didn't trust in God and am learning to trust him with everything instead of managing things to the nth degree. Who's a manager in the place? Yeah, if I didn't trust God, it wouldn't look the way it does now. And we're all works in progress. I can tell you standing here without any shadow of doubt that I don't live with any fear in my life. Because it's all gone. I just trust God. And that's him. It's nothing to do with me. And because God has no favourites, you can make that statement too. There is no fear. I am at perfect peace with my God. I'm choosing today to choose the God way. I'm choosing today to lay the past behind. I'm choosing today to take hold of that fear and cast it away because it's not on you by God. It's an enemy thing. I am choosing today to release the things that are not mine to carry. God is able. God wants to do that in our lives as we move forward. The best is yet to come. And God doesn't want his people bound by fear, by anxiety. He wants us to live in that perfect peace because it's that place where we can trust him for anything. And in that place of dialogue with him as we come to him in prayer, that's when that relationship goes to a whole other level in God. And you can tell him all about it. He knows anyway. But in releasing it to him, then he begins to download the stuff that we need for moving forward for a new season in our lives. He's a good God. He's a mighty God. So we get back up one more time. And go armed in the wisdom of God, in the power of God, because of what Christ has done for us at Calvary, the Prince of Peace, 
through prayer, through the word, through encouraging each other, through saying, don't let it go. Get back up one more time. You've had a sit, now keep on going. And as you go, you go up that mountain and it's one step at a time. And it might be hard, but when you get to the top, guess what? There's a valley for you to go down. Keep going. Keep pressing forward in God. Keep believing for God's best in your life, even though your life looks like it's about to change. There's a new baby about to be born. Not today. (laughs) You know, we've all got change that we're dealing with in our lives. So it begins with saying yes to Jesus. It begins with a choice. To know God's peace, you've got to know the Prince of Peace. So let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you today that, Lord, you, you hold us in the palm of your hand and nothing can separate us from your love. Father, I thank you that as we fix our eyes on you today, we, we stay absolutely fixed and focused on you. Lord, your peace is available for us today. Lord God, I thank you that Jesus, the Prince of Peace, came to die for each and every one of us, for the believers that are here today, for the not yet believers, for those who are seeking. And it's as simple a thing as saying, Lord Jesus, I believe you died for me. I believe you paid the price for my sin. I ask you to forgive me, to wash me, to wash the sin away to give me a new heart and create in me a clean spirit so that I can walk in you, so that I can call you my saviour, that you will be my Lord. I ask you, Lord God, to take hold of my life today. I may have been far away from you, but today I'm choosing you. I want to walk in you. I want to know you as my God. And I ask this in the precious name of Jesus. I ask you, Lord, to help us to put our trust in you, put our hope in you, that we can, Lord, walk in you all the days of our lives in the peace, the perfect peace that is available despite what is happening in our word. I pray, Lord God, for my brothers and sisters here today that whatever is happening in their lives, Lord, as they look to you now, Lord, you're just going to put your hand upon them and speak peace into that situation. Because as we lay all our burdens at the foot of the cross and we lift our hands to you, Lord, those burdens are yours to carry and we can trust in what you want to do through those situations. Father, you will show us what our steps are. But Lord, we trust you because you are the God who is able to do the impossible. God, I pray for a spirit of encouragement in this place today. And Lord God, a fresh revelation that Lord, you are sovereign God. You're able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all we think or ask, according to your great love for us. I thank you, Lord, in the precious and the most wonderful name of Jesus, that we can trust you, we can have peace in you, and we can have strength in you. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Thank you for joining with us today. If you would like to find out more, you can get in touch with us on our website at bridgecitychurch.com.au. See you next time.